It's time for Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now let's have some fun. Here is your host, Johnny, Johnny Radio. Johnny Radio. Yo, welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. Happy Hump Day! I'm telling you, it is the most beautiful day of the year. I said that about yesterday, and I wasn't lying. But I'm saying today's even prettier than it was yesterday. The weather is beautiful. The Memphis Tigers are back in action. And I'll tell you, there's a little little something that um, I'm grateful I didn't do it. But first thing I noticed last night, playing a little basketball... Watched a lot of basketball. Me and Dacus are going to talk a lot about some college basketball. I'll tell you that first 10 minutes, first 11 minutes of the Missouri-Tennessee game, they didn't even, they they had just got to 20 points. It took them, I think it was, I think it was eight minutes to score 16 points in that game. I'm talking about combined. Crazy, crazy basketball. We got to talk tons of college basketball. We got Tigers in action tonight. But when I woke up, or no, when I was watching all these games last night, when they drop the Memphis Tiger line and they're a five and a half point favorite, how about that? My first re- initial reaction was, "Damn, I need to jump all over Charlotte and take them points." I didn't do it because, damn, I really don't know. Have a clue. We'll talk a little bit about the Tigers today. Um, who's going to show up? Penny did say, if you listen to him this week, the guys who want to be there who want to play basketball, who actually give a damn, those are the guys who are going to play. Does that disqualify Javon Quinterly? I guess we'll see tonight. Does it disqualify the way um, Jaquan Walton, you know, I mean, he didn't have any, like last game, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. There's a few guys who didn't look like they want to be there. I guess um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. We'll mm-hmm. watch. We'll talk a little Tigers. We'll talk about Charlotte. I'm sure Bryant Dacus can help me out, and then therefore help you out because I'm not gonna lie. I've now I've gotten to where I've watched a lot of South Florida. I've watched a lot of these teams in the American. Charlotte is a team that I watch like Temple, very 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 few times, like very little basketball. So I don't honestly know a whole lot about them. I've checked out, of course, like team covers and pick wise and winners and whiners and read about them and checked out their little rankings. So I can give you those type of uh, basically what well, you can read them yourself, but you can hear them from me. But Dacus, I'm sure you have watched Charlotte because for some reason you love Biff Pogey's football team and their basketball head coach who I have no idea his name. John, I'm a closeted Charlotte fan, um, which my girlfriend would tell you I'm a closeted everybody fan. Um, but 
I really like the Charlotte program. Um, all of their athletic department. They're a great baseball team. They won their baseball team won like twenty six nothing yesterday. Um, are you being serious? You know that their baseball team won twenty six nothing yesterday. That is yeah. impressive. You are, a cl- dude. I, mean, I a am. Fan. I'm a closeted Charlotte fan. I'm also a closeted Georgia Tech fan. Um, but uh, but no, I like the Charlotte team. They really did a good job with the transfer portal. Uh, have added a couple guys. One guy came from Virginia Tech. One guy came from uh, or Virginia Tech, Virginia. I can't remember. Another guy came from Washington State that has played really, really well. Their point guard, uh, who's really their leader right now, he's been around for a couple years. A guy that came over um, as a transfer a couple years ago, but he's been there. This is either a second or third year with the program. Like you mentioned, they have an interim head coach that, uh, you know, because their coach left um, and went on staff somewhere else, like right before the season started. So they just had to throw an interim in there. And this interim coach has been doing he's a tearing heck of a up. job. I mean, he's done an unbelievable job. And I think a lot of that has to do with the veteran leadership they have on their team from this point guard, from some of the other guys they have on this team. And uh, they've just been playing really well and uh, have been really, really competitive in conference play. I think They're right second now, in the American right now. They are only one game behind yeah. South Florida for yeah. first place. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, South Florida and Charlotte are atop the American. And again, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about South Florida. How come Charlotte doesn't get nearly the love that South Florida has been getting, especially from like ESPN game day and, and the, the, you know, the four letter networks? Uh, because I think what USF is doing, um, is a little different just because they've gone on this long win streak. They're on this super long win streak. I think they're like six in the country on longest active win streak. Um, their coach is like a very outgoing. I um, like him. Yeah. I mean, he's just like super outgoing. And that when, I mean, when these media companies are looking at these smaller programs to focus they're going to focus on coaches that are likable and that they can market and charlotte's coach being an interim just getting that tag off of them nobody really knows much about him right now and so i think that's part of it and they really just charlotte just plays like a good brand of basketball like and they played it last year because this was this guy was an assistant coach under their coach last year i don't know if i ever told you because i don't remember when i started producing for you so um i don't know if it was last year during basketball i watched so much charlotte basketball last year when they were in conference usa because i loved the brand of basketball they were playing they had this big man ali khalifa who if you watched the baylor byu game last night went off he's now at byu i Prayed Dude and shoots three pointers like it's going out of prayed. style. By the way, yes, I I told Dave Lotion yes or last year. Uh, this past offseason, that I thought Ali Khalifa was the closest collegiate comparison to Nikola Jokic because he can stretch it out for three. He's unbelievable passing the ball. He can score. He can bang down low. Um, just a really he good really, player. Though I will say the one thing um, to and, and I like I, I, and I can see where your comparison. I could say. In the college game, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying. In, in okay, yeah, in, he's not going to no, be no, 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 the no. Joker. If you're just looking at like college basketball, especially mid-major college basketball, they was playing last year at Charlotte. I mean, he is a very. He close had seven comparison. assists, seven rebounds last night, fourteen points. Um, was burying threes. BYU, by the way, if you didn't know, dropped Baylor seventy-eight seventy-one. I thought that was a great game, but you. I didn't know that that this guy came from Charlotte, and I wanted Memphis to get him. He's he's had a tough time uh, adapting Damn. to the style that BYU plays because they play much faster than Charlotte plays. But I say all of that because the style that they ran last year is very similar to the style they're running this year. And it's just a really good brand of basketball. They win it the right way. They're not like USF kind of gets up and down the court. They take they shoot a lot of threes. They're right now making a ton of threes um, and just are kind of playing a. a, a 
better, a, a more fun style of basketball than Charlotte's playing, but both are turning into wins, and both are, are really fun teams to watch. Well, we get to watch a little Charlotte, little Tiger action tonight. Again, right now, Memphis currently uh, shocking. Five and a half point favorite, but I will understand. I do kind of understand because I was looking over this morning, basically what Charlotte's done lately. Now they have had a stretch just like Memphis had when they were winning a little basketball game. Well, they lost a couple of them, but I mean they played their last three games: Temple, Texas, San Antonio, and Wichita State. Now, yes, they are second. They beat UAB this year. They've took care of Tulane. Um, they beat FAU way, way back early. I swear, was that that was still in December? Uh, it was the first week of January. First week of January, just um, right, right, right when they started conference play or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, that might have been their first game in conference. Second, it was, it second. Was, they had two back to back, like a Tuesday, Saturday, um, to start the year, and yeah, but that started their win streak. I just remember that on. was so long ago, mm-hmm. and I remember going to my just thinking to myself, like, damn, South Florida. I remember when that happened, thinking to myself, yes, they've already stumped their toe. Mm-hmm. Tigers are going to run mm-hmm. away with this. Yep, yep. I remember a lot of people saying that early in conference play for Florida Atlantic because Florida Atlantic only dropped like one or two games early. They only dropped one conference game early, but they were like in a war. Like uh, East Carolina was leading them at half. Tulane was like a super close game. Like they were playing a bunch of like really uneasy games for them early in the season. Everyone was saying, oh man. Oh, uh, look, FAU is not the team that they were. Memphis is going to roll in this conference. Yeah, that's a uh, high man. Whew, I could go back to feeling like that again. We could yeah. do this all over. That'd be nice. But the Tigers do have an opportunity to uh, get back in the win columns. They got Charlotte tonight, 7 o'clock. We're going to talk a lot of college basketball. Um, we'll talk a little about the Tigers. Hit us up at 901-360-8255. Let us know what you think about the Tigers and, uh, you know, this Charlotte game. Uh, we'll give our picks at the end of the show. We also have to talk about the uh, college football playoff committee unanimously. They approved, uh, you know, a little 5-7 model for the new 12-team playoff. And um, I was listening to uh, this morning and I, and I, to a couple of the shows, and I realized a lot of people are – I don't think they're getting it and don't understand it. And I wanted to bring this up here a little bit earlier and discuss this because um, – some said that this is going to force Notre Dame, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me explain it real quick. You know next year that instead of a, you know, there's not going to be four teams, there's going to be 12 teams. The top four teams in the country who win the conferences, it's actually the top five of them get it, but what I'm, I'll explain really quick what I mean by this. So the ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10 – those conference champs will get a one through four seed. The highest ranked conference champs are going to get one of the – it's the top five highest ranked conference champs. That's what I'm saying. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is that means it's going to be the ACC, SEC, Big 12, Big 10 because those are going to be – each champ is going to be the highest ranked conference champ. And then the group of five is – I guess that's what we still call it even though it's changing every so fast – they're going to get an automatic bid in the top five. But the only buys go to the top four. And people are saying, well, Notre Dame could never, because they won't be a conference champ, get that first round buy. They already get a buy because they don't play in a conference championship game. Like their schedule has a built-in buy. 
Like, do y'all understand? Like, do you realize that? Notre Dame, all they have to do is go out and have a really good regular season, be in the top 12, which usually they will be, especially because their, their schedule has gotten so soft. And guess what? They will get in the playoff. Now, will they have to play in the first round of the playoffs? Yes, but they will already come in having one less game. So understand that this is not hindering Notre Dame's chance to get a national championship in any way because they they can't be a conference champ, and that will not push Notre Dame, by the way, to join a conference. There's only one thing that's going to push Notre Dame to join a conference, and that's if teams from the Power Four now, the ACC, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Big 12 stop scheduling Notre Dame. That's the only thing that's going to force them. They have their NBC money coming in. The 12-team playoff, there are seven at-large bids. Do you realize that? Only five spots are guaranteed. The top five spots, again, go to the conference champs with the highest ranking. Seven are left over. You don't think Notre Dame's going to be up there with all their buying power? And then I just went, went ahead and wanted to look this up to make sure I'm not crazy, but Notre Dame, we used to talk about that scheduling. Man, their schedule, it's really, really tough. No, it really is not. Um, if you look at next year's scheduling for the Notre Dame football, it is not even close uh, to being that, I think, difficult. So they open up. I guess you could say this is tough. They do open up against Texas A&M. That's one, that, that might be their toughest game of the year. Then they play Northern Illinois, Purdue, Miami of Ohio, Louisville, Stanford, Georgia Tech, Navy. They got FSU in there. So they have at Florida State, Texas A&M, Virginia's terrible, Army, and USC. So they have like basically three decent games, three pretty tough games. Everybody else is pretty much just a, is, is a cakewalk. But if you're in the SEC and you're playing eight SEC games this year, and I know you did pay attention to the shows over the last couple of weeks, SEC has voted that in 2026 they're going to a nine-team SEC schedule. That's nine, nine, nine teams, nine SEC games. I think it's awesome. But that and, and the fact the Big Ten is going to expend their regular season to more Big Ten teams. Could that could that be the reason that forces Notre Dame? Yes. If they can't start scheduling power five football teams, like good teams to get in that top twelve ranking, then they will. But don't think because they can't get a first round bye that that somehow is forcing Notre Dame to now go out there and find a suitor. They still have their NBC money. No, NBC and NBC would have to also be part of this. If the big program stops, like if USC, Texas A&M, um, what was their other big one that was pretty decent? I just said it. I'm already forgot it. I was trying to post your show. I don't know. Oh no, no, do yeah, do go do your job. Go do you then, man. I'm sorry. I just was saying. No, that, no, no that I'm done now. Just... USC and oh, Florida State. Yeah. So those three teams, like if two of those say, you know what, we don't want to play Notre Dame. They wouldn't even have the schedule to get up in the top 12, possibly. I don't know. But again, uh, for people coming out there and say that – a lot of people came out yesterday, a couple experts, 
And some this morning were saying that Notre Dame was the big loser in this. And I'm like, no, they're the big winner still. They still get their NBC money. And again, seven at-large bids. Seven of them. Think about this. We only had four and Notre Dame was in there a lot. You know what I mean? Now you got seven. And you're going to take the cream, the very creme de la creme from the top, and they're going to get those five spots. At least four of them are going to, to ballers. The other thing we learned yesterday is how the scheduling. So there's not going to be any reseeding. And what do I mean by that? So the first four, one through four, the top four conference champions, according to the – like they're, you're the conference champion and you're the highest ranked, those four teams are going to get a bye. Then they're going to seed the rest. So in week one, you would have five play 12, six play 11, seven play 10, eight play nine. Now, the number one team, because they're not reseeding, the number one team, the one through 14 would know which game that they're playing the next week. They would know exactly their competition, kind of like the NCAA tournament, by the way, and the way they do it. You don't reseed after each round. You're in that bracket. So the one would play the winner of which game? That would be the 8-9. The two would play the winner of the 7-10 game. The three would play the winner of the 6-11 game. You get what I'm saying? And, of course, the four would play the winner of the 5-12 game. Now, could a 12 beat a 5 and, and you have a better seed, like the you know the number four team play the 12 team and it's an easier path? Absolutely. But that's just that, – that, that is the new rules. That, to me, is pretty fascinating about college football that they are moving here. And then the other thing that's fascinating that I'm going to keep my eye on, you know who's meeting today, don't you? I do not. The commissioners. Mm. Oh, all the big boys are up there meeting. You know why? I do because not. Because they got to talk about their new college football um, playoff committee contracts and where it's going to go from here in the future. Um, today, and if you were like have an opportunity to read The Athletic, they had a really good article that broke down everything that they believe is going to happen. And it's basically they say that you know, today's there's going to be a, a pretty contentious. Like yesterday, unanimous, everybody approves the 5 7 model. Yay, yay, yay. Now we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a, a power structure situation because, you know, Sankey and uh, Petiti, the basically Big Ten and the SEC commissioners who are now basically the dons of college football who have formed this little pack. A lot of people are speculating that today when um, they go to discuss what's going to go on that they want a little – maybe a little – some concessions, maybe some financial concessions. Like, hey, the Big Ten and the SEC, we get a bigger split of the college football, the pie, the money. Or they might say, hey, we're guaranteed every single year three teams into the college football playoff. Or something that – this thing could be contentious. So we might be talking a lot of college football tomorrow depending on what comes out of these meetings as they're basically restructuring. They're just doing the whole power – a little power shuffle. Put this sucker in words and uh, you know like they're going to try to make the big, the big 12 in the ACC take a smaller share. You just know that's going to happen or give some type of concessions. And that's going to happen today. So college football, keep your eye out on what's going on in the college football world because um, college football, NFL, they rule it all. But we're going to talk a lot of college basketball. 
I can't wait to uh, get to Dake. It's about 12 o'clock. Break down a lot of stuff that I saw last night. Like when you talk about BYU um, and your center, what is it, Khalifi? Khalifa. Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Sure. But what's his first name? Ali. Ali Khalifa. That's easier for me to, you know, word association, there you, baby. Ali, um, that dude was, you know, he. I, I like what you said when you said to Jokic, but in a in a college, because my man, they do run their offense through him. Mm-hmm. Like, again, a seven assists. He had seven boards. He's hitting three-pointers. He's stretching everything out. Uh, but, you know, BYU was a pretty good little team. But, again, what have I been saying to you that's annoying you? We're going to talk at 12 o'clock that the Big 12 – while dead gummit top to bottom, I do agree 100% with Bryant Dacus. Night in and night out, they play the best basketball from top to bottom. But damn it, I don't feel any separation in these teams. All of them are very good. But I just don't see the ceiling that I see from a few other teams in the country and a few other conferences. We'll discuss that. Plus, we got to discuss the SEC and what I saw with Tennessee last night. Uh that was one of the ugliest 10-minute stretches of basketball I've ever seen in my life. Tennessee was so lackadaisical. i got to give Missouri some credit for going out there and fighting. We'll discuss it later. But, man, Tennessee, when they finally woke up, they did what they wanted to do. Uh, they took care of business, and they beat Missouri, who, by the way, is now 0-13 in the SEC. Do you know the last time Missouri went winless in a conference I don't know. It was nineteen like oh six, wow. bro. Holy like God. it's been a long damn time or wow. something, man. Like they they were talking about it last night. It's been a, well over a hundred years, and I was like, damn. And they looking like that's where they're headed. Um, they are definitely looking like that. But we had great basketball from the SEC last night. We'll talk about that, and then we got to talk about tonight because we have Florida and Alabama. That's a it's going to be a hell of a basketball game tonight. Um, a bit, a lot of SEC action. Kentucky's on the road playing LSU. Ole Miss is down in Starkville. Oh, that's going to be nasty. Mississippi State, six and a half point favorite. Both teams, six and six in the STC. Both teams fighting for their tournament lives. Um, this one's going to be fascinating. And then Georgia's at Vanderbilt. That one is, uh, it was basically a coin flip game. Like, I don't know, it's kind of like Memphis. You don't know which team's going to show up, the good or the bad. Uh, we'll talk about a little SEC basketball, talk about some hoops. But on the other side, we got to switch gears. You know, the WWE and like UFC are now having babies and stuff. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? I mean, I'm guessing you're talking about how they are owned by the same people. Mm-hmm. But now we're already having a little bit of, um, as we would put it in an analogy, some. Uh, Cross-pollination. Cross-pollination, I like that. A little crossover. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll discuss that with Dustin Starr on the other side. Don't you dare touch the dial. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio.
Welcome back to a little sports 56 happy hour. I'm pretty fired up, yo. It's a beautiful day. We got Tigers tonight, man. Little Tigers in Charlotte action. Tigers five and a half point favorite. Charlotte second in the American, one game behind South Florida currently. 11 and 2 in the American as the Tigers sit 7 and 6. 18 and 18 on the year, and we know about the trouble and the terrible play they had on Sunday. But we got another chance tonight. It's a Wednesday night, beautiful stuff. But tomorrow, you know how excited I am about tomorrow? Spring training. Spring. We had spring training baseball starting tomorrow. Plus, if you like the MLB Network like I do, their spring training coverage starts tomorrow. And if you haven't ever watched it, it is like you get up at the crack of dawn and it's MLB. They're out there on site. Spring training coverage all damn day long. Games sprinkled in and out. Um, if man, I don't know. I love this stuff. We got some college basketball, but we also got to talk with Dustin Starr because he's got wrestling information and little Grizzlies action. But first and foremost, what up, Dustin? How's life, man? Man, life is awesome, dude. It's actually the All Star break, so I've had a couple of days off away from the games, uh, hustle and Grizzlies, and then I was just outside in my backyard because it's beautiful. Reece, oh my gosh, I was going to say Reese the Beast is fixing his toy truck. You know, he like he gets all his tools and pretends he's working on it and stuff. But we haven't had had a chance to do that in a while because it's been rainy or it's been freezing cold or it's been snowing, and now it's like. Beautiful outside. So, yeah, beautiful day out there. Man, I know. It, it really is. And I'm fired up because uh, you won't believe this. But I, oh. you're going to be you're gonna be so proud of me because everybody knows Dustin Starr. I mean, you see him at the – like the weather. Again, I, did you hear me talking? Spring training coverage starts tomorrow on MLB yeah, Network. Totally. we got spring training baseball. Redbirds are coming right down a corner. He'll be at AutoZone Park. He does all the AutoZone Park entertainment. You know he's at the at the Grizzlies game. This Grizzlies team is so much fun to watch. He's at the hustle. He's all around town. Oh, and by the way, he's the godfather of Memphis wrestling right now. <laughs> I'm the godfather of Memphis you, Wrestling. I like that. I'm going to take that. Dude. I can't really use Memphis Vince anymore. You know what I mean? No, you can't. No, you <laughs> definitely cannot use that. <laughs> I didn't use that anyway. That's but what that some is, of the guys that, would, by the way, that's that, what they would say. That is funny. And But the funny thing is, is though, i got to tell you, because um, you're going to be so proud of me, and that was the whole point, because we got all these things going on, but I've made myself a little bit of wear something. I saw, I heard that like the WWE and UFC are having a baby because like mm. during the wrestle or like whatever this wrestling event that just happened, which one just happened? It was Raw. They just had Raw. You talking about uh, the guy calling out Conor McGregor? Corey Masvidal, I believe. Man, calling out yeah, Conor I, McGregor on WWE Raw or whatever it is, man. That was like I was like, whoa, that was on that was on Sports Center. Yeah, you know, I was actually really surprised. Okay, you might I don't know if you'll believe this or not, but like. They're two totally different audiences. UFC and pro wrestling are pretty much two different audiences. You'll have a little bit of a crossover, but but believe it or not, not that much. And so I was actually surprised that the crowd, which was sold out by the they way, they went crazy in California. They went crazy. It was like they knew. So I think that WWE was smart in that by using Conor McGregor's name. Because everybody's heard of Conor McGregor, kinda of like Ronda Rousey. Everybody's mm-hmm. heard the name Ronda Rousey. So they were smart. Because, uh, just to be honest with you, I wasn't familiar with the fighter that called out Connor. But when he mentioned Connor McGregor, immediately everybody knew what he was Your talking about. Your ears perk so, up. Yeah, and then for it to hit Sports Center, that gives a good marketing rub for WWE as well as UFC. And then it also kind of plants the seed. Like, you don't know if you're going to see another UFC fighter in the wrestling ring. 
because we've had Brock Lesnar, we've had Bobby Lashley, we've had Ronda Rousey, and and now Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey were two of the biggest superstars in the history of combat sports. On both ends. So, like, that's a legit thing. So, just imagine the money that they'll make if Conor McGregor ever decided to do a match at WrestleMania or whatever. I'm just telling you, like, and I'm telling you, I think I was, was going to say, I feel like there's going to be a whole more, like, uh, I like, I love the way Dagas put it, a little cross-pollination. Because yes. you talk about the UFC guys that might come do the wrestling events. But, bro, there's some of those big dudes who never you never know who might also want to, like, hop up in the octagon. Like Brock. Uh-huh. Like Brock Lesnar did. Saying. Like Bobby Lashley did. Yeah. Bobby Lashley was with uh, Strike Force. Now, um, anytime you watch a UFC pay-per-view, you would always see The Undertaker or John Cena or Vince McMahon. or You'd see all these different wrestlers from WWE sitting around the octagon in the cage. And, you know, they'd put the camera on them and they would acknowledge them. But before they were partnered up, it was almost like Dana White was trying to be very careful, you know, to not make the fans think that this is predetermined or whatever entertainment like WWE. So they were always very careful about it for a while. But I think now with them being partnered and owned by the same company, man, the gloves are off. There's no telling what we might see. Seriously, I mean, I never thought we'd see Ronda Rousey in a wrestling ring all those years ago. And then we did. And she she was gangbusters. Yeah, she was tearing it up. Man, so yeah, there's wild. a lot of money they're going to make, Johnny. We're in the wrong business. Well, maybe I'm in the right. No, business. I was getting ready to say, what are you talking about, homie? <laughs> Man, now, um, speaking of wrestling and everything, um, what because that was for that was the biggest news that caught my eye because I was like, whoa, because my first initial thought is that is to how you were saying how they wanted to keep that so separate. I for my first thought was. If he's calling out Conor McGregor like that, it was like, is Conor McGregor, you know, like, is that basically like kind of a, a foreshadowing that soon he is going to join over the WWE when his fighting career is over? Like, like, I mean, that would be pretty big news. Yeah, you planted there. There's some definitely some seeds planted and you never know what might happen. Um, another thing that UFC and WWE are going to start doing a lot more of is running shows and events in the same city on the same weekend. So, you know, whether you have a Saturday, Sunday, kind of like WrestleMania. WrestleMania is a two-day event that they will literally take over a city and sell every single seat and then some and make a ton of money for the city and all that kind of stuff or whatever. But imagine if it's UFC, like on a Friday night or on a Saturday night and WWE on a Sunday and they did these two, oh my goodness, you know, two events together, like super events. And I, I believe that's going to happen too, you know, yeah. so... um and this this partnership with UFC or TKO purchasing WWE, it's brand new, really. So there's no telling what we're going to see. WWE Raw has kind of turned into almost like uh, the production of it looks like it's an ESPN show, kind of. Like you see them walking in more, almost like watching basketball on ESPN where you see, you know, Wimby walking in with his headset on or his headphones on and carrying his bag. They're doing the same thing with WWE. It looks really cool. So they're kind of like, they're just changing it just ever so slightly to make it better. So um, moving forward, there's no telling what we'll get. Man. And and this is the first WrestleMania. Okay, so we've this is going to be the 40th WrestleMania. This will be the first one without a McMahon, without Vince. So Stephanie's not there. Vince is not there. Shane is not there. I believe Linda is not there because the company sold. So this is the first ever WrestleMania without Vince McMahon. 
Okay, that that that's wild. Number one, wow. about it. Yeah. man, you talk about you know how bad you have to step in it to like beat to have some man to lose it. Man, Vince, you stepped in. Well, it. yeah, he stepped in it pretty bad. <laughs> Sounds like well, he stepped in it for a long, bad. long time. A it long took a long time. time to get like that. They didn't even knock the turd off his shoe for like you know four days. Hey, Johnny, you know as well as I do, man. He was not the only one that knew about this stuff. Oh heck! So no. these stories are going to come out. More people are going to come out. You know, there's no telling what other wrestlers or executives or, I mean, there's even been question: Is Triple H? Did Triple H know any of this was going down? You know, did anybody else participate in this stuff? Brock Lesnar's name was mentioned. Vince yeah. McMahon, of course, is mentioned. So who else? What else? You know, the rumor is that Shane stepped away years ago because of stuff like this. So, um, I mean, it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. All over the Internet, they're saying that anybody that was in the McMahon regime is going to be gone soon enough. So, uh, WWE or TKO has a lot of little things to clean up at WWE, but also WWE's business is just absolutely on fire. So, hopefully hopefully, most everybody did the right thing. Terrible. You know? This is going to sound absolutely terrible. And it's mm-hmm. terrible for Vince. But all this stuff that's come out, it's amazing how it hadn't affected the brand in any in any way, and almost it feels like it's kind of helped in just the marketing ploy. Yeah, almost like Vince is gone now. Thank goodness yeah. Vince is gone. Oh, you know, all the diehard fans. It's going to be better without him. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're. That's it's kind of crazy, and also you know, being a small business owner here, Vince Championship Wrestling LLC, what have you. I'm just thinking, like, how did Vince spend all that money and it never affected, like, his his company? You know, like, WWE, for him to it spend, what, 20 million bucks on DNA or hushing people up or whatever you want to call it, and the company never suffered? Holy cow! Yeah. You know, and you know people knew. So that's going to come out, is who knew? Because people did know. There's no way that he was the only one that knew all of this stuff. Oh man, WWE is wild. But first, man, I got to get. I mean, not first, but secondly, I got to get over to you, man. Which all we're doing? How was it? How was Sunday? What's going on? Tell me what's we going are, on with Memphis wrestling, man. Brother, we're wild in a whole different type of way. I'm telling you, man. We had the place, every seat sold for our three year anniversary at Super Bout Three. It was off the chain. I mean, the fans were chanting, "Thank you, thank you," and I'm like, "No, no, no." Thank you, because you guys made it happen. It was awesome. Everybody showed up for us. It was just a lot of fun, and it'll air at the beginning of March, so you'll be able to see our our uh, Super Bout 3 coming up in March. And then uh, also this Saturday, we're live in Strayhorn, Mississippi. We're going to do a big fundraiser. Man, they actually had me out at the school the other day, and I went from class to class and was able to talk to all the students about Memphis Grizzlies basketball, Memphis Redbirds baseball, and Memphis wrestling coming to Strayhorn on Saturday. So this weekend's going to be lit. Damn, man. You are tearing it up. So this weekend you're doing the fundraiser. And how many times you've done this fundraiser? This will be the second time in Strayhorn. So, you know, we've been doing this about three years. So a lot of the uh, the places that we've been, we're circling back around to the second time. Because the first time was awesome. So I know the second time is going to be even better. Um, we have ringside seats, general admission, benefits, proceeds, Strayhorn, the Strayhorn band. Uh, it was very cool looking. They sent me pictures of the props and stuff that they got for the band last year from the fundraiser. And then they actually won some awards and stuff for their band because of that. So we're looking forward to going out and helping this year. Once again, this Saturday, we're going to open the doors at 5. 
We have a meet and greet at 6 and then 7 p.m. bell time. The gun show is in the house. The master of fat jitsu, K. Toomer, will be there. Tag team champions, women's champion. We're bringing everybody out to straight going on set. Man, that sounds like that's going to be a hell of an event. So last Sunday, everything was off the chain with Super Bouts. This Saturday, you're going to be in Strayhorn, Mississippi, doing the fundraiser. You've done fundraisers for baseball teams, bands, you name it, you've done it. And now, um, when's the next time, though, we have a little studio taping? So March the 10th, we've got AEW superstar, the murder hawk monster coming back, Lance Archer. And you know, Johnny, that when Lance Archer comes, everybody dies. <laughs> so um <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun lance archer is like i don't know wild 610 and you know 275 300 pounds he's a monster he comes in and kicks everybody's 610, ass 610 275 pounds he's gotta be i mean he's like almost Holy seven feet tall hell. He's big huge guy that's gonna come in and just beat everybody up Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. You got everything going on over there. Now, um, are you ready to get back to the grindhouse? Yes. You know, it, it was actually kind of cool getting a little all-star break a couple of days off because um, remember when the ice came, we had seven games in eight days. That was and then I remember rough. having like four out of five next, and then we had three home games last week. And so, um, you know, I'm not complaining anything. I'd do it every single day if I could. But um, it is kind of nice to be able to just chill and not have to go anywhere for one or two nights out of the week. (laughs) Yeah, so. uh, But I am ready. What is it, Friday? I was going to say, you're back at it Friday and the Clippers are coming to town. Oh, man, we always like to beat the Clippers. Now, look, man, the Grizzlies, if you're you're sleeping on us because we got our guys out, don't do that. No, that's what I was going to say. The last game that people saw. Like well, number yeah. one, the last two games they won, they beat the Rockets, but then the last one they beat the Bucks and GG Jackson, uh, my man Vince Williams Jr. Hell, Zaire came to the damn party and went ham. My goodness, yeah, it was absolutely insane. I was going to say, do not sleep on the team if you like fun basketball. I mean, the tickets are probably cheaper now mm-hmm. than they were last year. So go ahead and get a ticket and come out and and root on the Grizzlies. I, I've been seeing Gigi Jackson, Vince. I've been seeing a lot of these guys at the hustle, you know, all season long. And to see them go and do as well as they're doing, you know, at the NBA level, that is. Did you know Gigi was going to be this cold? Well, now I look at Gigi and I go, man, that's a physical specimen right there. He's jacked. He's tall. I mean, he moves well. Okay, so if he can shoot the ball, he's going to be good. Quick shot, too. Lighten it up. So, So I will say I probably saw what everybody else saw, you know. Big dude that looks like he is, looks like he, looks like a basketball player. Can he shoot? <laughs> and then he could. So that's awesome. Man, dude, everything's going well. The weather's absolutely beautiful. You got a little bit of break. The Grizzlies are back in action. The Tigers are action and tonight. They're back. The Grizzlies are back Friday. It's the Clippers. You so so I've been hearing a lot about the Tigers. Man, going it's out not very game? good, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. There's I've just. Uh, Devin Walker, we do the podcast together. Me and Devin, the uh, Grand City Wrestling podcast. So he said, "Man, I'm a, I got to go see. He I got to go support." It up on Twitter, by the way. He totally does. There's, Good God, be on lookout for his tweets tonight because he'll be at the game. And, and sometimes he can be ruthless. It depends. <laughs> no, but he, he's always <laughs> funny. I got to give him. He he's always is. funny, man. Um, but man, so yeah, he's he, he's kind of kept you in on what's going on with this Tigers team, huh? It's not. It's We're not doing, been good, bro. Yeah, we're going to have some matches out at the Wrestle Center tonight. And so I was inviting a couple of, couple of our friends to come out and, and watch the next crop. 
it'll be coming up on TV at some point. And he said, man, I got to go to the Tigers game. I said, brother, you're dedicated. I said, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying. It's, no, it's no, 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 right no. It's been it's a, a tough time. Hey, my man. Um, it, like, like what happened on Sunday was just one of the most difficult things I've ever seen. Like watching that Tigers team was like. I mean, there's been points where they made me nauseous. Like it was so bad that I just was like, like how bad can it get? Like, like how bad can it really get? And it got well, worse than I expected. The, in true Memphis fashion. They'll go on to win the tournament and get into March Madness, <laughs> right? That, you know, that would be just like a great wrestling story. It would That's be. the equivalent of, of Penny pulling down the strap, like Jerry Lawler at the Coliseum, pulling down the strap, kicking some butt in the tournament, and then making it to March Madness. How awesome would that be? Oh, that would be great. You heard it here, folks. I booked it. It's Dustin Starr. My man takes care of the wrestling. He takes care of the Grizz, the hustle. He takes care of everything in the Mid-South. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Dustin Starr. Hopefully Penny pulls the strap tonight, 7 o'clock from FedEx Forum. Don't forget your Grizzlies are back in action uh, Friday against the Clippers. Dustin, man, enjoy this weather. Enjoy a little bit of time off. Have fun um, with your fundraiser. Where's it at again? Strayhorn, Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Strayhorn High School. Man, be blessed, Holmes. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you next week. That is my buddy, Dustin Starr. One thing about Dustin Starr, you always notice, um, Dake, is he's always dressed very well. Oh, absolutely. His hair's always perfectly mm-hmm. quaffed, you know yep. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And his whole family's always, like, looking beautiful. You know why? Because they shop at Frontier Western mm. Store. They go down to 5080 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch. Why? Because they have a late, they, they have a beautiful, beautiful women's boutique. You know Dustin's got to take care of Maria. Maria likes to look good. They got her covered from head to toe. They can have your lady covered from head to toe. He's got kids off the frame, man. They got a kid's department, children's department. Also, they got you covered, man. They got boots, western boots, work boots, square-toed boots, pointy boots, boots you can stick probably a knife in in the little pocket right down in there. You know, Whoa, I got excited about the knife. Um... But no, they got everything. They even have those Hey Dude shoes. They will have you with all the fashions. If you need some, uh, you know, t-shirts and hats and some pants and some shorts and some spring fashions, they got everybody covered at Frontier Western Store. They have all the brands. They have from Ariat to Wrangler and everything in between. Check them out at 5880 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch or check them out online at FrontierWesternStore.com. Back into Shakespeare 56, 98.5 FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio. Hanging out with my buddy Brian Dacus. A little bit fired up, man, on the other side here in just a few minutes, man. We get to break down a little college basketball. What we saw last night, what we're going to see tonight. A lot of good action on the slate. Of course, you've got Charlotte. 
playing Memphis tonight, 7 o'clock from FedEx Forum. Tigers, five-and-a-half point favorite. Total, 146-and-a-half. Um, we will see a lot of SEC action as well. In fact, man, like one of the best matchups and most exciting matchups tonight could be the Florida-Alabama game. Uh, Alabama, an eight-and-a-half point favorite at home. 10 and 2 in the SEC. Florida now in the top 25. They're currently at 24th, 8 and 4 in the SEC. Uh, should be a hell of a game. Uh, then again, we got a lot of pretty good damn games tonight. I'm excited to see. But, you know, last night we saw UConn, the number one team in the country, get just beat up by Creighton. My man Ashworth, little homie, was hitting shots from all over the place. Did you know that he's only missed five free throws, by the way, this whole entire season? How about that? Dude, my man can shoot. He's only missed five free throws the whole season. He missed two last night, and they still won the game by 19 points. Creighton was just on. uh, They held UConn to 29 points in the first half. Um, And, I mean, I like... I like what my man said last night. Basically, um, like he just came out and owned it. And I mean owned it. He just said, we couldn't coach. They couldn't. They didn't come to play. We got to coach better. We got to play better. We got to do everything better. We we didn't get them prepared. I didn't play. I didn't coach well. Nobody did this. Dan Hurley just basically said they weren't ready. And they didn't look like they were ready. But also Creighton, who only scored, what, 48 points in their first matchup? Yeah. Total had 43 points in the first half. They just got blitzed. Um, And our boy Mason Miller had a good game. Man. Uh, He played really well. Dude, was there anybody for Creighton who didn't have good, a good game? Good point. <laughs> really good point. I, I mean, mean, like, that. talk about a team that was on. And I also have to say I liked what, um, you know, uh, Coach McDermott said after the game. You know, that's a really good basketball team. And they played, you know, they and they weren't, they just didn't have, they just weren't on tonight. But, you know, he also did say, we're a pretty damn good basketball team, too. You just, like, what they got going over in the Big East is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, no, I, I like Big East basketball a lot. Really good teams in the Big East. Um, And the, the, just the way they play, the big men, the way they move, the, everybody's surrounded by shooters. There's a lot of action. Like, the Big East is the best coach conference in the country. I agree. I think that they play the best brand of basketball. No, it's it's loaded in terms of coaches. I mean, damn, man. If when I'm watching Big East basketball, now Rick Pitino and what we saw with the second half of St. John's the other night, <laughs> that was just it, like he said his his players are slow and not any good and very athletic <laughs> and just terrible. That was great. You see one of uh, West Virginia's players uh, last night. He had uh, transferred from Iona and he was talking about uh, how he was like, yeah, he was really nice in his press conference. I mean, the things that he would say to us in practice, ten times worse than what he said the other day. He goes, one time I like missed a shot at, uh, at practice or something like that, and he came over to me and told me that if I ever did something like that again, he would chop me up into seven pieces and <laughs> ship me back to Detroit or Houston or wherever the <laughs> F I'm from. Um, yes. and, uh, something like that. And that he said, he started laughing cause it was funny. And he goes, are you effing laughing at me, son? And yeah. he goes, no coach, no coach. I'm not laughing at you. He goes, that's just who he is. It's, he just loves to win and hates losing. And he goes, he loves all his players, but man, when he loses games, he hates it more than anything. Man, I was going to say, I love coaches like that. Yeah. I love it. Cause you know, a lot of times 
And I'm going to be honest. I mean, I was the kind of guy that needed a. Uh, I needed every once in a while a swift kick in the kick in uh-huh. the butt. Oh yeah. Um, but damn, dude, over there in the east, what they're doing. UConn went down, but Marquette got smoked by UConn, and then Creighton smoked UConn. It's just a fun, uh, fun conference to watch it, uh, with basketball. Plus, I've been doing pretty well when I'm betting. Actually, for some reason, the Big East, like Seton Hall. I, you know what it is? Basically, I just remembered I'm down 19 points. I got Seton Hall, and they come back and win the game. Now, those are things. Those are just dreamy games. On the other side, we got hoops. We got Hardenwood and so much more. Don't touch that. Our sports 5698.5 FM. Mm-hmm.